0: Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you, so send us an email with a question or a comment to Jim and Joy at EWTN.com. And today our guest, again, is Diane Davis. Now, Diane is a lifelong Catholic. She's an author, and she's also the director of Mission Expansion, at a beautiful ministry called Christ's Life, where she helps everyday Catholics discover their call to spread the gospel. This beautiful book that she's co-authored is called Share Christ, Inviting Others into Friendship with Jesus. And it's a great book. I encourage you to have it. It's available at EWTNRC.com. Now, you know, Mother Angelica was an evangelist. Diane is an evangelist. Christ's life ministry is an evangelistic ministry that aids and empowers yeah. the church to do the job that we're all called to do. And you know what?
1: I hear some people saying, Well, I'm not an evangelist. That's why I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're all called to be witnesses. We're all called to simply say, I was blind and now I see what Jesus Christ means to me. That's why it's very important to know your testimony. You know, how you were before you really encountered the Lord, what happened to you that you came into a deeper relationship and understood the sacraments and what they meant in your life and, and where you want to go to now. And inviting people that word inviting. Do we invite anyone to mm. encounter Christ to know Christ? Do we invite anyone to church or to a conference? We're called to invite people and to welcome people. Let's have community with people in Jesus Christ.
0: Well, you know, I think of uh, we were in mass two weeks ago and there was a, there was a gentleman that sits up in front of us yeah. and we see him week after week. And, and I just said, I don't even know his name. But I'm gonna ask him his name. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, here we are in the Catholic Church and sometimes we sit in pews and go to church with people and we don't even know their names. And so I said, I want to know your name. Jesus knows your name. You're here and I want to know your name. what else did he say though? And he He said, said, I'm
1: I'm here because of EWTN. Right. I've come back to the church because EWTN. Right,
0: right. And then we met another man at another place and he was all excited because he too watches EWTN. He he knew
1: us and he said, you're Jim and Joy from there. And he said, I went in the back and told people that He says, they didn't know about EWTN, right? (laughs) Right. So we think everybody knows EWTN. They don't. More people are knowing, but we need to tell them. Why do we need to tell them? Not because of EWTN, but they might know Jesus Christ. And that's the mission of this network. As Mother said, tell people Jesus loves them, and we want you to spend eternity with the Lord. So we'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away.
0: Welcome back. Well, today we have Diane Davis with us. She's a lifelong Catholic and author and the director of Mission Expansion at a beautiful ministry called Christ's Life. She's going to talk about that today, where she helps everyday Catholics discover their call to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. The beautiful book that you co-authored is called Share Christ, Inviting Others into, fe- into Friendship with Jesus. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com. Well, you know, in the last show you shared that the church, that the church really teaches evangelization. And this is what the catechism says, so I don't want to get it wrong. The proclamation of Christ and his gospel by word and testimony of life in accordance with Christ's commands. So when we're presenting the gospel itself, what is the message that we're supposed to convey? What is that supposed to look like?
2: You know, I think there's a beautiful prayer in the um, second edition of the weekday preface of the mass. And I know that this is gonna be very familiar with your viewers. So the prayer says, all good and powerful and living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks for in love you created man, in justice you condemned him, but in mercy you redeemed him mm. through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we at Christ Life, we like to call this like the four P. So mm. one is like the purpose that God created us for a purpose. He created us completely out of love and to be in relationship with him.
3: Mm.
2: The second P is a problem. Like we have a sin problem. You know, our first parents made a, a really wrong decision where they essentially wanted to be their own gods. And so that original sin, it's wiped out in, in baptism, right. but we still have this propensity to sin where we think we can do things better than God has in store for us. We wanna do things our own way. So rather than consulting with God through prayer about the decisions that we need to make in life, we just think like, oh, this is what's gonna be best for me. And for most of the time, that's a disaster. Right. And so we have a problem. And those decisions that we make, those sins that we occur that we commit, separate us from God. And so God in his mercy, because he loves us so much, he redeems us. That's the the third P, his provision. He sent his only son, Jesus, sinless, spotless lamb of God, who died on the cross for us, who suffered for us. He paid the price for us. You know, in in the prayer that we pray after the rosary, we say, oh God, whose only begotten son, through His life, Mm -hmm. death and resurrection has purchased for us the rewards of eternal life. Jesus purchased for us the rewards of eternal life. This is something that we cannot attain on our own. We can only be reconciled with the Father through Jesus Christ. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. So we need Jesus. And once we hear that, we have to have our personal response. That's the fourth P. You know, it's not enough just to know the gospel of salvation because the demons know that. Mm -hmm. We have to respond, we have to accept this free gift that Jesus gave to us. And that's what our response is, Jesus Christ, our Lord, He's our Lord, where we surrender to Him, where we commit our lives to Him and we acknowledge Him as the Lord and Savior of our lives. So that's the gospel. Yeah, Mm.
1: so that's wonderful how you presented that and you're saying that's right in the liturgical prayers. Yes. Here's the gospel, and people can get to the place you just got to in terms of making a presentation in two, two minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. I believe that's contained in your book as well, how to share and yes. different ways to share. Stuff. And people can get that. They can go. Yeah. You know, we think of the other acclamation, Christ has died, Christ has risen, mm-hmm. Christ has come again, and yeah. you could just un- unpack that. Yes, And then you're saying, once you present that, you, know, you can have some dialogue if there's time, or you could say, would you like to receive the Lord if right, well, yes. I'm already a Christian well to, to reactivate to renew Absolutely. that commitment to the Lord and yes. I'd be happy to pray with you right now unless you just you want to pray spontaneously yeah. or I can lead you in a prayer yeah. and that's what's really we don't invite so we share everything we leave people who really want to drink
2: right. and
1: they really don't know how to drink
2: they don't know what to mm-hmm. do and next. so
1: we're just saying can I help you along with it some people just think well well, that's not my business. Well, salvation is the Lord's business and so on. But leading people along mm-hmm. to, to eat and to drink is, is our invitation to them. Christ Absolutely. wants us to do that.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and we need to partner ourselves like with the Lord. We need to like offer ourselves mm. at God's service. And the Bible says that God wills for all men to, to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. So the church's business is the salvation of souls. And Christ gives us this great commission to be part of that. And so our lives really are for the salvation of souls. We need to share what we have encountered. So we've encountered Jesus personally. We're growing as disciples, because it's not enough to just love Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, follow me over 20 times in the gospels. And what does it mean to follow Jesus? It means to be his disciple, to become more and more like him. So these conversions that we have, we can have a dramatic one-time conversion, and Jim and I, you and I were yeah. talking about our testimonies yeah. in the green room earlier where we had a dramatic, but Joy, yours was a little bit more gradual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of them are important because they're leading us to, to follow Jesus more deeply, to love him more and more, and to want to be transformed more and more into his image. Yes, That's what our journey is here on life. So we can have an initial conversion, but then we should be having ongoing conversions until our last breath. Here on earth. End. Right.
1: Those who persevere to the end will be saved. So I need renewal and conversion every day. want i wanna, I'm not there yet. Me I want to persevere to the end. There's no problem on his end, what he's done. The problem's right. me.
0: Yes. Always.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to persevere yeah. to the end. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And the beautiful ministry that Christ's life does is that it empowers the people mm-hmm. of God, the laity, not just the clergy, um, to share. To learn, first to discover, to come into an yeah. intimate encounter with Jesus yes. and then to really learn what that is, now to follow. What is this what does this mean now? Right. I've discovered him, I wanna follow him, but now I want to go and tell. And you Christ's life equips everybody to do that. So yeah. it's not like People like they have to go and reinvent the wheel. All they need to do is yeah. get in touch with Christ's life mm-hmm. and say, how can we have you come to our parish? Right. My, my parish needs to be about this. I need to disciple mm-hmm. um, my people of God so that they could go out and tell right. and share and bring other people in. Yeah. You know, I, we, go, you go ahead. ahead. No. Yeah.
2: no, I was just like watching like your opening segment and how you were talking about our testimonies and how important they are. And you know, very often people will look at us as like an authentic witness. And especially if they see a transformation in us. And I just wanna share one story with you of a man who came through discovering Christ at my parish back in New York. And he came, um, he was a lapsed Catholic and his son was diagnosed with brain cancer. Hmm. And every day on his way to work, he drove by um, a Catholic retreat center and there was a huge crucifix out on the highway. And either on his way into work, on his way back, he would stop and pray before the crucifix, before Mm. Jesus and say, please heal my son. Mm. And his son was healed. And he made a deal with Jesus. He said, if you heal my son, I'll go back to church. Mm. So (laughs) after his son was healed, he said, I better keep up my end of the bargain Mm. and go back to church. So he started going to church again, but really wasn't feeling any intimacy with the Lord. And he heard about discovering Christ and he came and he encountered Jesus personally. He committed his life to the Lord. Then he came to following Christ and he learned how to follow Jesus as a Catholic disciple. And then he took sharing Christ and he started learning how to share his faith. But all the while, there was a transformation. So what right. began on the inside mm-hmm. was starting to become evident on the outside. And so over the course of these months, one of his coworkers noticed and she said, you know, there's something different about you. You used to be a little bit short mm-hmm. and a little bit bossy. and..." you know, now you're kinder, you're softer in your language and your words, like what happens to you? And so he shared his story. And then he invited her to the next Discovering Christ that was being offered at our parish. So now Mm -hmm. he is being a witness out there, And that is not, the the woman who ended up coming to Discovering Christ, she never would have read one of our church bulletins. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. wasn't going to church. She was also a lapsed Catholic, hadn't been to mass in many, many years. But do you see how the Lord used this man to be the witness? Mm -hmm. And that's what we all need to be doing as Catholics, like keeping our eyes open, living this lifestyle where people are noticing something is a little different about you. You know, What is it that's different about you? Mm -hmm. That's an opportunity for us to share our testimony And then inviting them. Right. So if your parish is running Christ Life, which I invite all parishes to mm-hmm. do because it works, um, you can invite them to Discovering Christ. But if maybe if you're in between courses or you're not running it yet, invite them to something at the parish, like an ent- something entry level. Maybe your parish has a mission
0: that's mm-hmm. going
2: yeah. on, mm-hmm. or maybe um, an, adora- an an evening of adoration where Father's going to give like a very brief talk, like Father Jean Paul. Like I, I could listen to him mm-hmm. talk, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I'm thinking if. I lived in the same town as Father Jean Paul, like, and he had a Eucharistic adoration. That's like something that I can invite a seeker to.
0: Right. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Which is true because you see. Um, we all have a different sphere of influence, right? right? Mm-hmm. You may have never reached that lady, right? But she noticed she there was a visible witness, right. not by maybe anything that he was even saying that happened to him, mm-hmm. but just the change, mm-hmm. that metamorphosis, that change that's happening to us, mm-hmm. yeah. where where it's visible. Hopefully yes. in our marriage, in our family, yeah. and they're going, yeah, something happened to you. I remember when we first got converted. I mean, we were radically converted. And our our family and friends really kind of thought like, oh, they're doing Jesus, it's just another fad, they'll get over it, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see what comes up next, you know. Well, you know, we're 40, 50 years in, we still haven't Wasn't gotten over Jesus yeah. yet, you know. Yeah. But but that's the impact it should have. Right. It should have. And, and some people out there, you might be watching and saying, well, you know, I, I, I just go to church that's not my experience, but you love Jesus. Yeah. And you can say, well, in my time, in my life, when I have trials and tribulations, I count on my faith. Right. You know, my faith is my anchor. My, right. f-. Or you just might be that intercessor mm-hmm. to be praying for other people. But we all certainly need to know yeah. how to discover Christ more deeply, how to follow him more deeply, mm-hmm. and to share him more deeply Absolutely. forever.
2: Right, and the church documents that talk about evangelization, actually say that the first form of evangelization is witness. Mm-hmm. So our witness is vital. It's so important. And we can't fake that. It has to be something that's mm-hmm. genuine. Where are like, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to genuinely change us. And sometimes change is difficult. It's, sometimes it can be mm-hmm. a little bit painful. I like right. to think of us like an <clears> onion. <throat> and the Lord can peel away like one layer at a time until like we're more conformed into Christ's image. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, back to the testimony. There's a kind of before I really encountered the Lord right. in this deep way, and then I, how did you encounter Him? My son was ill. I prayed and mm-hmm. for his healing, and happened. But I saw I needed healing, yes. and I went back, and, and I w- was healed. And it's it's really working for me. And somebody might say, I wish it was working for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm inter- you know if they had any interest in well, Can we pray? Yes, that might, And then take it to the next step. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people, you'd be surprised, would allow a prayer.
2: Right. And then, what then would, would be wrong with the whole, that? Mm-hmm. Then it's done with right. you
1: talking. Now the Holy Spirit's going to start talking.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we should be praying with one another. Yeah. I mean, and that's what they did in the early church. They gathered together in prayer with yeah. one another. Yeah. And, you know, I'm blessed. That I had a father that would pray with us. Mm-hmm. And um, so I learned by example with him. And then like with Christ's life, we teach people how to pray with one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's really a beautiful thing to be able to do that. And that could be another way that we're leading people. And, of course, like, ultimately, we want to lead people to the Mass and to the Eucharist. So that's like the, that's like the pinnacle of our yes. faith. Like, that's like the, mm-hmm. the summit, the source and the summit of, uh, of our faith. So evangelization oh,
1: plays into the problems for the church, which is we don't know if the statistics are right hopefully that we're growing but how many people don't believe in the real presence of jesus Mm -hmm. it's very what's the problem with it they need an a new Mm -hmm. evangelization so that they're doing it god's way and they understand it that way we're losing people Mm -hmm. and this and that so evangelization for those who've left or those inside that don't understand they need a reawakening
2: right well the church in her wisdom says right in the catechism this it's paragraph 1072 it says the sacred liturgy does not exhaust the entire activity of the church. It must be preceded by evangelization, faith and conversion. Mm-hmm. So we have to, even for people who are going to mass and saying, you know, I'm not getting anything out of the mass. It's the same thing every week. Well, look to Jesus, be evangelized again. And like, you know, what is conversion? You know, let's again, let's look Mm -hmm. to the church's definition of conversion. Conversion means accepting by personal decision the saving sovereignty of Christ and becoming his disciple. So again, it's our personal response. We have to have this conversion. I know for myself, after I had my own personal conversion, I was already going to mass. But after I accepted Christ, after I committed my life to him and surrendered everything to him, that's when mass, it was like, something new to Mm -hmm. me. It's like a veil was taken off Mm -hmm. of my Mm -hmm. eyes and every single word of the liturgy became so much more powerful for me where I would be weeping Mm -hmm. in mass because it touched me so Mm -hmm. profoundly.
1: We just have a couple of minutes left. Um, Do you guys go out and speak? Is there something happening? Conferences that are being orchestrated now that people can get involved with.
2: Yeah, we do. We Actually, we go all across the country. When a diocese invites us to come in and they want to be an evangelizing diocese, we're happy to partner with them. We also have a webinar that's coming up, so if any of your viewers want to learn more about Christ's life, they can join us on February 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and they can just sign up for this free webinar. And we're going to have two people giving testimonies. One is a deacon from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and another is a woman who just came through discovering Christ in the Archdiocese of New York. And and then we also have our national conference coming up in um, Ellicott City, Maryland on June 19th. So I hope that people would come to mm. the webinar and then yep. even join us at our national conference and learn how to bring Christ life back to their own parishes.
1: And all of that Beautiful. is up on your website? Yes. Christlife.org. Christlife.org. So many great resources, uh, the three kind of uh, conferences that you give are there. And so it's all right there. So thank you so much oh, thank for you. the work that Christ's life is doing in renewing thank the you. church. Thank you so thank much. You. We're going to take a break at this point. So much good news, so much bad news in the world. Good news is a person, mm. the person of Jesus Christ, God with skin, God made poor, God with a face, and he desires for you to intimately know him, but you've got to respond. He's kissing you, but you have to kiss him back. He's sacrificing his life for you. And you need to say to him, I surrender my life to you, Lord. All the days of my life, I'll follow you. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away.
0: Welcome back, we're at home with Jim and Joy, and we have Father John Paul with us. Now, Father, I know how much you enjoy Diane's sharing and everything that Christ's life is doing. Tell us your thoughts.
3: Well, I think we need to bear testimony and witness to, the, like I said last show, the hope that is within us. Mm-hmm. Um, just to have a response. How often do people approach us, and hopefully they do approach us. I know. Living in the South, it's, I think it's a lot easier to mm-hmm. talk about the faith because um, you could be in hospitals. I know I go to hospitals. I even go to even Walmart, and people come up to me and just ask me to pray with them. Mm-hmm. Well, just don't stop there.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Just don't say, well, I'll pray for you, but actually pray right then.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Pray pray right then and there.
0: Right in the moment. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. That, that's
3: the moment. You know, Mother Angelica was, I think, famous for this, and she would pray with people in the moment. And she, she said that, you know, God meets us in what is known as the sacrament of the present moment, mm-hmm. you know, the lowercase s, mm-hmm. yeah. right now. You know, God, God didn't say I was or I will be, but he said, I am who, who am, ego e me, mm-hmm. I am. So he meets us here now, right here in the present moment. Right. So in that present moment, when somebody asks us, you know about the gospel what's your life about mm-hmm. or to ask us to pray pray for them that's a moment right then and there all is right. uh you know i pray for all kinds of people in stores
0: well and that's the moment of their <laughs> not? vulnerability the moment of their being fragile and the moment of their heart cry. Well, walls, and you want God to come land down. on that. Yeah. I think
3: walls come down when, you, when people become vulnerable, when they ask for prayer, mm. that is a moment when they're just letting their guard down. Because mm. let's face it, we all have our, our walls that we right. put up, yeah. but you need to let those walls down. And that's a moment when you can allow, I think the Holy Spirit uh, can change people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and that's why Christ's life is so good. Because, you know, you need to hear this. You need to be in community with others. And you need to say, I wouldn't ever think of praying with someone. I'm so afraid to pray out loud. And maybe they can help you with that or have some kind of set prayers that you can memorize to do that. Because it's all about getting the Holy Spirit to begin to move upon people and activate the word. Because you can only educate so far or even announce so far. And that's not transformation. The Holy Spirit transforms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you got to get beyond you and your words. If somebody says pray, wow, you you, got to be ready to pray.
3: Yeah, the Holy Spirit is the, the soul of the church and you know, the one who any evangelization at all, the Holy Spirit is uh, the chief motivator, the chief activator,
1: has mm-hmm. to be. Father, close us in a prayer, please, with a blessing.
3: Sure. Family, we pray uh, the Holy Spirit's operation in your life, especially the, all those who are watching who may just be, maybe far away from the Lord, that don't know the Lord, that the Holy Spirit may stir up within your hearts a greater desire for knowledge and love of God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Father.
1: Wonderful to be with you all today. You know, you believe Jesus is the light of the world. And if you've been baptized, you've given yourself to the Lord, the light of Christ is in you, and he wants to gesture through your being so that you can proclaim the light. You're not divine, but the light of the divine one is in you the way, the truth, and the life. And he's equipped you to do this. Step out in faith and share in love with others. God bless you, all of your loved ones. Keep it on EWTN. Bye now.